I remember the day I was a young boy. A few friends and I were playing outside, doing the usual boy stuff, riding bikes, playing sports, just running around and enjoying the Wisconsin summer day. Then one of my friends who lived nearby said, hey, let's go to my house. I've got something to show you guys. We followed along, innocently thinking maybe it was a new action figure or a special baseball card or something like that. But when we saw it, that's where the innocence ended. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life. This is the show that's all about getting some direction for our next steps along the journey to deeper faith, hope, and love. I'm Patrick Conley, and by way of a disclaimer, due to the content we're addressing, today's show might not be appropriate for younger ears. Just bear that in mind. So my friend took us downstairs in his house. The summer sun, so bright outside, was diminished to a faint glow, filtering in only through a small basement window. We went into a room that sported a pool table that had definitely seen better days, and he ducked into a closet and came back out with a magazine. Flipping through some pages, he found one he liked and turned it around with a smile to show us. It was a photograph of a young woman, completely naked. And when I saw her, I can still remember it conjured up a strange combination of feelings. I was simultaneously embarrassed and a bit ashamed, but I also felt intrigued and a little excited. Mostly, I was just confused. I took one last glimpse and then looked away. As I recall, it was 1980, and I was nine years old. It's been 43 years since then, and a quick internet search says boys and girls are still, on average, first exposed to pornography between the ages of 9 and 12. But the ways to access pornography has expanded greatly. Culturally, vehicles for sexual temptation abound, and they're difficult to avoid even when not seeking them out. Today, here on The Inner Life, we're talking about sexual temptation and how to take steps now to ready ourselves for whenever and wherever it pops up in our lives. Our spiritual director for the hour is Father Eric Nielsen. Father Eric is the pastor of the St. Paul University Catholic Center on the campus of the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and he's been the pastor of St. Paul since 2006 and a priest of the Diocese of Madison since 1995. Welcome back, Father. Good to be with you. Hello. It's a great pleasure to be here again. So, Father, as we're talking about, let's uh, start with just temptation in general, because, of course, temptation is not the same thing as sin. So how would you define temptation? Yeah, temptation is is a part of the spiritual life. If you're not being tempted at all, you're probably on the road to hell. So you should always take strong temptation as a sign that you're doing something right. Um, You know, those who aren't following God just do whatever comes into their head. So, and sometimes temptation can come at any time. There's times when people, you know, they're hardly tempted at all. Then they sit down to pray and suddenly the most um, disgusting thoughts enter their head. So temptation can come from various sources. It can come from another person just asking you to do something that you don't want to do. Like look at this magazine, um, as you just related to us. Uh, Temptation can come um, into our mind, you know, uh, do this. You know, sometimes it seems almost as if a voice is in our head telling us to do something. Um, temptation can also just come through our bodies. You know, our bodies just have desires and that, that come to us and these feelings and emotions overwhelm us and they start to uh, 
bring us into a uh, into a space where we don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that's the most disconcerting temptations are those that come from our lack of integrity. You know, because of original sin, our bodies no longer always wish naturally to feel like doing what is true, good, and beautiful. We often feel like doing things we shouldn't do, like, you know, have that, that um, you know, that eat that whole box of cookies or um, sit on the couch all afternoon and watch YouTube videos or, you know, wh- whatever the case may be, throw yourself in the arms of somebody that you're not married to. You know, and so these temptations come to us and they arouse feelings within us. And it's important to know that the feelings themselves aren't sins. They're just um, reactions to temptations. And they're not sins until we engage the will with the feelings, until our intellect and will, you know, accept these feelings and engage them, either by taking, you know, direct pleasure in them or wanting to put them into effect till they become sins. Let's reflect a little bit, Father, too, specifically in the realm of sexual temptation, our topic today for the inner life. Why is sexuality such a powerful and widespread place for temptation? Now, the thing is, there's certain things that our body has to do in order to stay alive. You know, we, you know, and so we, those aren't exactly temptations, but they can feel like it at times, you know. We need to sleep, we need to eat, we need to drink, we need to stay warm, and we need to, um, you know, defecate. Those are pretty much, you know, our, our basic, you know, bodily needs. Um, now, we also have a real strong bodily urge, which is a need for the community. And that's why it's so strong, because to have a baby is, is a community need. Um, but it's not the exact same need as my need to eat food. But in a sense, it's kind of close, because my community needs to propagate, needs to, have, um, needs to have children. Otherwise, the community dies out. And so in a sense, we have this strong urge within us that is almost as strong as my urge to eat and sleep, stay warm and the other things that I need to do in order to stay alive. Mm. So uh, that, that urge has just been put very strongly within each one of us, and being not getting married uh, doesn't take away the urge. Now, again, if we would have been in the Garden of Eden um, and we still had integrity, you know, I'd only want to eat when it was right to eat. I wouldn't want to eat more than, than is necessary for me to eat. I wouldn't want to go to sleep unless it was time for me to go to sleep. And I wouldn't want to have sex unless I was with the person I was married to in an appropriate time and place, you know, but because we no longer have integrity, you know, these urges and feelings and instincts show up at inopportune times in in the wrong place and in the wrong way. Sure, sure. And Father, it's also, I don't think anybody is unaware of the fact that uh, there are heaps of accusations towards the Catholic Church that we are anti-sex, that we are not in favor of an expression of sexuality. But um, that not being quite the truth there, what is the Christian vision of sexuality? Yeah, the, and I would say that anyone that I know who has followed, especially from their youth, um, the proper understanding of human sexuality is from the church has the, in a sense, the healthiest sex life out of anybody. Happily married people have more relations than any, than any other group out there, you know, especially more than single people. So the proper understanding, you know, if we look at food, um, food is meant to give us sustenance. It's also something very pleasurable, but it needs to be grounded in something that has meaning. And the meaning that we have with food is it's supposed to enter into my stomach and it's, you know, it's supposed to go through me and bring me nutrition, right? Right. Um, 
And so when we look at the sexual act, the sexual act is meant, what gives it substance, what gives it the depth of its meaning, is that it is there in order to bring children into the world. And therefore, it needs to be used by people who are open and capable of having children, which are people who have committed themselves together for life so that they can provide for a stable environment for that child. And so when sexual act is within that context, it's given a depth of meaning and a depth of purpose that it would not otherwise have. And it's that depth of meaning and purpose that in the end makes that um, experience more joyful and fulfilling to the people that engage in it. Um, just like, you know, people who become gluttons and just eat for the sake of eating, you know, no longer really enjoy food. You know, our drunks no longer really enjoy alcohol. You know, they're, they're just addicted to something and they, they've lost their ability really to um, experience on a human level. So what the sexual teaching of the church does is it keeps it on a true, authentic human level and there it protects, if you will, the dignity of it. And in doing that, it protects the um, pleasure of the experience. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're speaking today about sexual temptation with our spiritual director, Father Eric Nielsen. Do you have ways that you have overcome temptations and specifically sexual temptations? Have you grown in virtue over the years? Are there ways in which you address these things or are ready to meet with uh, sexual temptation um, and not allow it to pull you down into sin? Give us a call. Tell us what those ways are. We'd love to hear from you. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. And by the way, you can always remain anonymous if you prefer that, uh, whether you're calling or sending an email. Father, as we're, as we're speaking about that, and specifically um, the right view of our sexuality and the right usage of our sexuality, um, but yet again, this is the place where the devil would seek to move us off. Our own desire sometimes would seek to move us off into missing the mark, into a, a place of sin. And uh, oftentimes, I think with sexual temptation, that can that can be most common when um, when it's when it's private and not public. Would you say that that's the case? Uh, yeah, I would say so. You know, most of our sins, if we can get away with it. You know, we do without anybody looking at us, obviously. Yeah, sure. And so when, you, when you're, you know, when you're alone and, um, you know, it's funny if you, if you give up something for Lent and the, the house knows it, you, you tend not to, um, you tend not to eat, eat that food when other people are around. Right. Right. So well, I'm just thinking that, um, you know, one of the things that right off the bat that we might, um, we might think about if we're faced or in a sexual temptation way or if we're to avoid, um, putting ourselves in a situation where we might be more inclined to give in to sexual temptation might be to employ the uh, a conversation with someone else or bring someone else into the situation, yeah? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you're, like, if the Internet's a problem and you, you, you just generally, you know, watch pornography, the last thing you want to do is be in your room, you know, on, on late at night on your phone, you know, scrolling through YouTube videos. Because the devil knows you're alone and you're you're weak and, you know, boom, that temptation is going to come pretty strong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's good, especially when we're talking about uh, specifically pornography and sexual temptation that comes that way, about moving um, it from a a place where it is, uh, I don't know, perhaps rarely uh, viewed, rarely... um, 
engaged with to a place where it, I mean, it tends to grow, right? And uh, there are many people out there who will talk about the addiction that can come to pornography. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Father? How does that work? How do we move from a place of maybe viewing it rarely to into a place of addiction? Yeah, so it, like any other habit, you know, it, it's it's a drug. And um, so it doesn't matter what the drug is, whether it's heroin, cocaine, or um, whether it's Oreo cookies. You know, the more you consume the drug, um, the more your brain becomes hardwired to need that drug in order to feel the pleasure and the more the more of that drug you need to give you that pleasure. And the less you're starting to find pleasure in other things, because you know, the, the human person can't live without joy. And if you're finding joy through pleasure um, and you're, you've, you've fixated on a drug, suddenly you're no longer finding pleasure in other things. And so you're not finding joy in other things. So the person with addiction, you know, they're at a party and everybody's having a good time and all they can think about is I can't wait to you know, get back to my addiction. Right. So any addiction that we have tends to displace, you know, our, our life o- over time, unless we're fighting against it, um, right? You know, trying to resist it. Well, and and let's talk about that because I think a lot of times people are caught up in any kind of addiction, not necessarily pornography, but um, but certainly including pornography, that they might look at it as something, look at the addiction as something that you know what I'll never get out of this, I can't overcome it, but uh, there is hope, right, Father? Absolutely. So that's the thing. Everybody has to know God. God is real and um, he loves each person that is created. And he did not create you for an addiction. And no matter how deeply you are in that, if you have the desire to overcome it, you will overcome it. You just have to have that desire. And I really think it comes with, and I ask people that time all, all the time when they come to me with their addiction, do you really want to overcome this? Because if you do, you know, but if you want it, if you want to overcome it the way, you know, a 12 year old boy just wants to learn how to play the guitar because it'd be cool to play the guitar, but you know, he doesn't really want to practice. Well, you don't really want to play the guitar then because you're not really willing to practice. Mm. So if you're willing to take the little steps that you can take um, to overcome this addiction, you will overcome it. You just have to be willing to take the steps that you can take and God will lead you down that path to recovery. um, If that's what you desire. Well, we definitely want to explore some of those, uh, those I suppose, mechanics, those steps that you're talking about to overcome this sort of addiction, Father. But before we get there, um, let's kind of take a look at the end goal here. And specifically, the church, of course, would, would uh, recommend and, and calls for chastity because it's something that our Lord uh, has, has designed us for. So what is chastity, Father? Yeah, so chastity is the ability to have mastery over your um, instincts and your emotions so that um, you have sexually integrated your sexuality within your person so that you have inner unity between your intellect, your will, and your emotions. And this doesn't mean that you never feel um, the, the sexual urge at all in, in a, inappropriate ways. It just means that when you feel those urges, you are not um, mastered by them and subject to them, and you can keep going about living your life the way it's supposed to be lived. Mm. And what chastity gives to you then is the ability to love another person as you're meant to love them and never use them as an object for your own enjoyment. Mm. And so this is why chastity is such a, it's such a beautiful virtue because it is it protects love. Mm. Protects love. 
We're speaking today about sexual temptation and overcoming sexual temptation, or at least dealing with sexual temptation when it does arise in our lives and becoming chaste, becoming uh, the chaste people that God has called us to be. So we are speaking with our spiritual director, Father Eric Nielsen, the pastor of St. Paul's University Center or University Catholic Center on the campus of the University of Wisconsin in Madison. Do you have a way that you have grown in chastity in this virtue over the years? And do you have tips for dealing with temptation that you would like to share? Give us a call, and uh, we would love to hear from you. Inspire and encourage one another. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, life at relevantradio.com. Father, is okay. So if that's if that's what we're aiming for, chastity, and yet we might find ourselves uh, perhaps a little ways from it, or maybe very far from it at present. Um, and and again, in a, in the face of the power of sexual temptation uh, and sexual sin, what are let's get into the steps. What are at least the first few steps that we might consider taking if we are serious about getting out of sexual addiction? Yeah, the first, I mean, first of all, you just have to go in there with the right mindset. That God loves you, that he cares for you, that his grace is available to you, and that he wants you to overcome this. And that no matter what history you have, no matter what you've done, um, he's willing to forgive you. And that sins of the flesh, to be quite frank, um, most people who go to hell go to hell because of sins of the flesh. Um, it's the number one tool of the devil. But at the same time, the sins of the flesh are very easily forgiven because they're not malicious. They're sins of weakness. Um, they're, 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 they, they come to us because of our lack of integrity that we inherited through original sin. And so they're, they're easily forgiven. And so we shouldn't. And what the devil wants you to do is he wants you to look at your sinfulness, hate yourself, and feel as if you know, you're beyond redemption that there's no way God can forgive you and help you overcome these things. Mm. And um, you, you, you gotta just really throw that aside and be very confident. You have a loving father who loves you very much and though your sins be, may be like scarlet, they'll become white as snow. Mm. And so you just really have to go in there with that confidence. And then you have to be willing, okay, I'm gonna do, you know, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. And when I say to do whatever it takes, it means I'm gonna keep working at what I can work at until I overcome this. Mm. And then the other thing you have to do is you have to keep the end goal in mind. The end goal is not to be chaste. I mean, chastity isn't an end in itself. Chastity is the means by which your heart is gonna be capable of loving. The goal for you is to have a deep, intimate relationship with the God who made you and to be able to love your fellow human beings, especially your spouse, as they're meant to be loved. And, and that's your goal. Your goal just isn't to be chaste, otherwise, you know, you're going to empty your heart and you're not going to put anything in there. And so you're trying to, you know, empty your heart of your impurities and fill it with the love of God and with the love of your neighbor. And, and so you, we just start with the right attitude. And then from there to realize, too, that perhaps um, there's some deep wound that is in my life from my childhood or, you know, maybe I was, you know, maybe I was abused in some way or maybe I was ex exposed to pornography at a very tender age or you know, some family situation that might cause some deep wound. And we don't want to use that as an excuse for where we're at, but to recognize that that wound might need to be healed. And I might need some psychological help in order to overcome that wound. And until I overcome that wound, it's going to be very difficult for me to be chased. And, and so 
just start there, but just you're your average person and you have this little addiction and you want to overcome it. Um, it, it starts with prayer and we're, we're just going to beg God for the grace to be chased. And where I like to start, it's a common tradition in the church. You know, just before you go in, go to bed at night, you get on your knees and you pray through your Hail Marys, you know, begging Our Lady to obtain for you the grace from God to be chaste. You know, just really beg Our Lady for that grace. And obviously it's not going to be enough prayer and you're going to have to put a lot more things into effect. But if you can just do that every night, just say those three Hail Marys as sincerely as you can. You know, Mary, please give me the grace to be pure. Um, if you if you can do that, um, God will start to lead you down the path that you're supposed to go. And God likes to, you know, he, he's not going to force you to go faster than you can. You know, usually things aren't going to be, you know, resolved overnight. But if you have patience with yourself and you just grow little by little, you know, in a certain sense, it's like losing 150 pounds. You know, you're just <laughs> right. not going to do that overnight, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, but it, but if you, if you start doing the things that you're supposed to do, eventually that, that weight will go away. It's the yeah. same with learning to be chaste. Father Eric Nielsen is our spiritual director today as we're talking about sexual temptation and dealing with that and moving towards chastity. If you have some suggestions on how you or a loved one has moved towards chastity in your life, perhaps you have a question about how to deal with specific sexual temptations when they come up, give us a call, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Our email address, too, if you'd rather send us an email, is innerlife@relevantradio.com. We're going to take a short break, but there's lots more to come with The Inner Life coming up next. This hour sponsored by Ave Maria Mutual Funds, where financial goals are aligned with pro-life values and fund decisions are based on investment fundamentals designed to preserve and grow wealth without violating moral beliefs. More information at AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio, RelevantRadio.com, and the Relevant Radio app. Thanks for listening this hour. We're speaking about sexual temptation, so not all the conversation might be appropriate for younger years, just to bear that in mind, with our spiritual director, Father Eric Nielsen, from the St. Paul University Catholic Center on the campus of the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Let's go to the phones, Father. We've got Marianne, who's calling in from San Antonio, Texas. Marianne, thanks for calling. Thanks for taking my call. Um, hi, Patrick. This is Patrick. Anyway, uh, my, my comment is that after being divorced for many, many years, I did uh, have relations with many men and, and also my ex-husband. But going to confession and telling the same sins every week or every two weeks is what really saved me because I realized that God was hurt every time I did this and and then every time I did it again, it was hurt even more. So I just fell in love with God and confession and it totally, and the Holy Spirit, I prayed to him to totally remove the desire for anything unclean and fill it with, fill my heart with the Holy Spirit and my mind. And so that's what I did. And boy, did it work because uh, I've been chased for a long time now and it's a beautiful way of life. Yeah, thank you very much for that, Marianne. And it shows, too, again, this relationship between chastity and love. So, Marianne, um, you know, you had a great love for our Lord, enough love for our Lord to not want to hurt him. And that was a grace given to you by God himself. 
And it was that desire not to hurt our Lord that gave you the, you know, the grace to keep going to confession to overcome the sin. So it's a, it's a nice little, you know, real, um, real anecdote, or I guess it's a real story. It's your life, you know, it just shows this relationship. So, yeah, thank you for that, Marianne. Thank you, Marianne. Father, what about the uh, the power of confession in in helping to overcome sin? I mean, frequently, obviously, we view confession as a place to get cleansed of our sin, but what about in giving us the grace to overcome sin? Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why you go to confession, then to say to give your venial sins, because when you walk into church and use holy water, your venial sins are forgiven by that holy water used as you walk to the church. Um, so does the Eucharist. But we go to confession even for our venial sins because one of the added graces that we get from confession is not to overcome that sin in the future. Now, that ability not to overcome that sin in the future is is, is proportionate to the um, contrition that you have and the sorrow and the, the that you have over the sin that you just committed. And, you know, Padre Pio, I just read this, you don't know if this is true, but Padre Pio, if you, if you came in and confessed to Padre Pio the same sin three times, he wouldn't give you absolution anymore because he didn't just believe that you didn't have any contrition over that sin, and he wanted you to have really sorrow and contrition over that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, we're, if we're really attached to our sin, we're sorry we did it, but we, we're not really that sorry. So I just want to encourage all of you out there as, as you use the sacrament of confession, you know, just prior to going to confession, just really try to build up a lot of sorrow for that sin. Because the more sorrow you bring into that confessional for that sin, you know, the more grace you're going to walk out of that confessional with. And the easier it will be then for you to come overcome whatever sins you're making in the future. Hmm. Yeah, I remember receiving uh, some advice in the confessional one time from a priest who said, you know, pray to God to ask to for him to help you to really despise this sin, which I thought, you know, that's great advice. And uh, I hadn't heard it specifically put that way before, but it, it's been a really powerful way of helping helping me grow in my hatred for that sin and having that sin in my life. So thank you. Thanks to be to God for the power of confession. Thank you, Marianne, for the call. Appreciate that very much. Let's go down to Father Bill, who's calling in from Elmhurst, Illinois. Father Bill, welcome. Good morning. Morning. Good morning, regarding, Father Bill. Good morning. Regarding rejecting sexual temptation, whatever form it comes in, including thoughts, I always advise people in confession and spiritual direction to just say a short prayer as soon as the thought comes. It can be, uh, be gone, Satan. I think that that's particularly effective. It's been effective for me, and I think for others as well. I've had other men tell me that they just start a prayer like the Hail Mary or Our Father, and that drives away that temptation. Regarding addiction to pornography, uh, I was at the Men of Christ conference in Milwaukee in March of 018. I was an exhibitor, and a couple tables down, there was an exhibitor called Reclaim Sexual Health. And I was very impressed with them. I went over to their table, and I got some literature and some of their cards. And it's a very um, professional Catholic organization. They combine the human science of brain behavior with faith. With, uh, with grace, because I've come to realize that you need both to f- truly free someone from an addiction, especially pornography, which unfortunately is, is epidemic now, that, that's confessed so often. But I advise uh, the men that confess that to go to reclaimsexualhealth.com 
And I'll find some very uh, expert, uh, professional, and Catholic and effective advice from them to help them free themselves from that addiction. Yeah, thank you very much, Father. It's, it's, all, it's all good, solid advice. And uh, if, uh, if, a per, if a person wants to get healed of pornography, yeah, they'll, 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 there's a lot of stuff out there. They'll, they'll find the means. We're speaking today about sexual temptation and uh, fighting it when it arises in our lives and uh, developing the virtue of chastity in our lives and helping to live that way so that, as Father Eric has already said, that is, the goal of that is to love, is to love God and love our neighbor and maybe particularly our spouse if we're married, um, love it with the love, love them with the God, the love that God has given us. If you have a way that you are fighting se- sexual temptation that uh, is bearing fruit in your life, drawing you closer to the Lord, give us a call. Let us know what that is. Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. Again, eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine. Our email address is innerlife at relevantradio.com. Father, um, just uh, thinking about that and Father Bill's call about having uh, saying some prayers or having a prayer close at hand um, when temptations arise, that can um, that can undo the power of the temptation. Are there any particular, you, you mentioned begging the Blessed Mother for the grace to be chaste. Any other prayers that you might recommend that people have ready at hand? You know, it, it's different for different people. You know, it's funny. You know, you just stumble across something and that really works for you and it doesn't work for somebody else. But actually, as Father Bill said, turning to Our Lady is very strong. Um, just praising God. Um, you know, just, just start praising God. You know, the devil's tempting you and every time he tempts you, you start praising God's name and, um, you know, he's going to stop doing it. Just begging Our Lady to protect you under her mantle. You know, Mary, just protect me from these sins. And... Um, so, and then the other thing too is sometimes, you know, God just has greater trust in you and he wants you to, re- he wants you really to feel your, your um, weakness and your depravity and you pray and, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't help. It's, uh, and what God's doing in a certain sense is, is as you pray, he's not taking away the temptation. He's just making your will stronger to resist the temptation. Mm. So t- sometimes that's God's design too. So uh, those of you out there who just say a quick prayer, nothing happens, just know that our Lord has chosen a different path for you. He's chosen the path of strengthening your will. So um, anyway, I just you know, just keep moving. There's a different path for all of us. Just don't right. give up. That's a, that's a great point, Father. I really like that, that uh, if the prayer doesn't seem to work, that doesn't mean that God is absent or not uh, not helping you to... Yeah, to deal with the sexual temptation that's coming up in your life, but rather he's strengthening your will. Yeah, I like that a lot. Well, uh, you know, we've talked about pornography now, but let's um, let's also talk about perhaps someone who's uh, who's in a in a single situation, or especially someone who's in a married situation. What about when um, they find themselves becoming attracted to someone who is not their spouse, um, and and that's. Um, I mean, it is. It certainly falls into the realm of, or can fall into the realm of sexual temptation. But uh, it might uh, take on a different, a different feel, a different look than pornography. Any advice to those who are attracted to someone who isn't their spouse, Father? Yeah, and so that's, and especially with women too, it can just begin with just an emotional attachment. And I think what you have to realize is we can become emotionally attached to anybody, even you know, if we're in a healthy marriage. Obviously, a healthy marriage is the strongest thing to be against being sexually tempted to another person. Um, 
and the best way is to, you know, stay a virgin, get married as a virgin, and, you know, have a loving relationship with your wife. You know, those people never, they don't even know what temptation looks like. Um, unfortunately, that's not most people's experience. But what you just have to realize is, yeah, I'm just, you know, you might only see your spouse, you know, an hour a day and you're working with this other person, you know, eight hours a day. So, of course, you know, naturally you would be, you know, somewhat uh, attracted to them. And if that's the case, the first thing you have to do is just admit it to yourself. Don't hide it from yourself. Um, if you've done anything to feed it, go to confession about that. You know, if I, you know, I went and had lunch with this person, I didn't need to, or, you know, I patted him on the shoulder, just, you know, there's no need for me to do that. And then you just really want to be careful that you're not sharing um, emotional um, sensitivities with the other person, you know, divulging things about yourself that you, this person has no right to know and just forming somewhat of an emotional bond with that person. You know, you're going to them for emotional strengths and support and, you know, you're sharing with them your feelings about things. You just have to stop doing that. Um, in general, if you do that, if you just kind of pull back from being emotionally intimate with that person, you don't seek them out. Um, you just deal with them as you would as if you didn't really care that much about them. You just want to treat them politely as a coworker or whatever. Um, and you pray, it, it, it eventually will go away. Um, if it doesn't, and it's a little bit more, um, if, you, if you really have a strong attachment and that's the case, then, you know, quit your job. You know, what? you just do whatever it takes. You know, that's why our Lord said, if your hand is your problem, cut it off. And if you got to quit your job, quit your job. It's not loose. It's not worth losing your, um, losing your marriage over. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Well, that that makes sense as well. Thank you, Father, for that. Let's go back to the phones. We've got Ted, who's calling in from Chicago. Ted, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling. Yeah, guys, uh, I'll make this real brief. Uh, I found uh, two things that really help, uh, possibly three, but two things for sure. And the first one I heard right on Relevant Radio, and that had to do with when you go to bed at night, say three Hail Marys to the Blessed Mother for your thoughts. Because all of this stuff that we're talking about today, all of it starts with your thoughts. It, 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 what's that expression? You know, the near occasion of sin, amen. Man, that's not just the near occasion. It's right inside of you. So it all starts with your thoughts. Say three Hail Marys when you go to bed at night and three when you get up in the morning. And then the other one is uh, say a rosary during the day. Those, those two things are gigantic help. The Divine Mercy Prayer doesn't hurt either, you know, if you do that at 3 o'clock. But the rosary during the day sometime, and uh, even if you have to do it piecemeal, like in traffic, and then your attention wanders for a minute because you got to fight traffic, but do the rosary, and then three Hail Marys when you get up, and three when you go to bed. That's it. Those things are gigantic. It's uh, I had a very severe problem with this stuff, and it uh, I, I'm succeeding in a way that I never even thought possible. So that's my contribution. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, very, very good advice. And I'd say, you know, anybody who's suffering, start with those two things. And like I said, you know, there's um, it, there's there's more that you might need to do, but whatever it is that you need to do, if you're saying three Hail Marys a night before you go to bed and a rosary and you're begging a lady for purity, um, that, that you will be led in the right direction. So. Yeah, very good, Ted. And uh, it is it is a lot about developing that habit. And the thing is, is that when we're when we're talking about sexual temptation and certainly sexual sin, 
you know, obviously it's not going to, when we compare it to prayer, it's not going to fire the same, you know, neurons that are going on here. It's not going to release the same dopamine uh, that is, you know, going on in our brain when we're uh, consuming sexuality in, in one way or another, right? But um, but at the same time, um, that that dedication to saying today, right? Today I am going to do this. This is what I'm, this is how I'm going to, to do it today. And uh, that's a commitment that we can and and will make. Right, Father? Like like I said before, if you want to learn how to, you know, run a marathon, you don't run yeah. a marathon the next day and you've never run before. You just get up and jog around the block and, hey, you, you, you just start, That's right. start doing that and little by little, you'll be running a marathon. That's right. I just remember one of the things that I've read or heard um, specifically in, when it talks about uh, pornography addiction and something like that, coming off of it and, and feeling terrible after you've, you've given in, there can oftentimes be these, you know, well, I'm never doing that again. I'm, 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 that's, that's out of my life forever. And it just seems that that's the advice that was given was that's, that's not the right attitude. I mean, you can set good goals for yourself, but at the same time, you got to do it in the here and now. Well, uh, we are talking about sexual addiction, or not sexual addiction so much as sexual temptation and the virtue of chastity with our spiritual director, Father Eric Nielsen, today. Um, and if you have a way that you deal with sexual temptation when it arises in your life, if you have seen uh, yourself grow in chastity, um, tell us how that happened. Tell us what you did to draw yourself closer to the Lord and his will for your life. 888 Again, 888-914-9149. we got more to come with The Inner Life, but we'll be back right after this. Looking for a new job? How about one that offers you opportunities for spiritual, social, and charitable growth? Our sponsor, the Catholic Order of Foresters, is hiring new agents today. Visit relevantradio.com slash forester, an Illinois life insurance society. Not available in all states. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. I'm Patrick Chubak Conley, and my thanks to Nick Solovich, who is producing our show, and young Thomas. Thomas, I don't have a, uh, a Star Wars name for you um, in this May the 4th uh, Star Wars day. So, But my thanks to you anyway, Thomas. Thank you for fielding the phone calls for us today. Our spiritual director today is Father Eric Nielsen, pastor of the St. Paul University Catholic Center on the campus of the University of Wisconsin-Madison. We're talking about sexual temptation, what to do when these temptations arise, how to address them in our lives, and uh, how to move toward the virtue of chastity, which leads us and protects love. Let's go back to the phones now, Father. We've got Anthony, who's calling in from California. Anthony, welcome. Hi, welcome. I want to first thank you for bringing up this topic uh, just to let you know, uh, I've been addicted to pornography since the age of nine. Finally, this Lent, I think I finally beat it. I've gone through. There wasn't a moment when I didn't see pornography. I couldn't go a week without it. And I finally been gone uh, two months without watching pornography. And the worst part is that it, 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 I brought it, this into my, it transitioned over to my to my marriage as well, and I and I had I had been strongly never since then except for this Lent. It really went through. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Anthony. So, uh, what was the thing that you think just undergird your your ability to finally say no to it? It, it uh, everything that you guys have been saying. You guys are right on top of it. 
uh, first of all, you need to be honest with yourself. Uh, and the devil will definitely attack you, make, try to get you confused. But just be, remember this, that anything bad thoughts that he puts in your mind about yourself, it's the devil because God is all good. And yeah. thank God yeah, that I her. had understanding yeah. priests that I went because I went to confession every week and he never judged me. And that helped so much. And definitely, definitely prayer, prayer. And I, one of the priests gave me a great advice. He goes, next time, you know, I really want you to take your contrition, but you're going to meditate on what words that you're saying. And I did, and I followed it. You know, uh, uh, it helped so much. But the prayer, the prayer, and, and now anytime I do feel any ill thoughts or stuff like that, all I say is, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, clear my mind. Yeah, great. I love that idea that you said, you know, just meditate on the act of contrition so that when you come in there, you just really mean those words. So that's, uh, yeah, and then the, the whole thing, don't give up. Just, just, just keep going at it. Right. So. Fantastic, you, Anthony. Anthony. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your vulnerability, but also thank you. Thanks be to God that, um, yeah, he is working in your life and uh, bringing you out of it. So wonderful to see that going on. Thank you so much, Anthony. Really appreciate it. Let's go now to Philip, who's calling in from Chicago. Philip, welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you very much for having me. I'll be quick. Uh, I'd like to share uh, what helped me do uh, inappropriate touching of myself. One was confession. If you have to go five days a week, you go five days a week. Two, realize it's not going to kill you by not participating in what you feel is going to kill you. Three, constant prayer and having a priest you can go to for help. Uh, the temptation is always going to come and visualize yourself not having the addiction, but where you can get through it um, and you will get through it. Uh, visualize yourself not with the addiction. Um, what helped me was realizing that the temptation is like a wave. You're standing in a lake. You can let the wave hit you and you'll be tumbling upside down and all over. And then you, by doing that, you're accepting the temptation. But if you dive under the wave, you find calm waters and you come up on the other side, the wave is passed and you will, you will, you'll learn that you can live without uh, going into the temptation and it will, it will help you. And I hope whatever I shared, uh, somebody's listening and um, it's helpful to them. The rosary, divine mercy, personal time with Christ, adoration as well. Very, very important. So God bless you, everybody. Yeah, thank you, Philip. Yeah, I like that idea of visualizing yourself, you know, w without it. And, um, and it, you know, that wave thing is really important, too. Like, I, sometimes I tell people, like, you just got to imagine yourself. You're, like, buried up to your knees on the ocean shore, and this big wave is coming. And um, when you're under the wave, just, you know, if you're just calm and just hold your breath a little bit, you know, and don't breathe, you know, that wave will pass over you and, and you'll be okay. And that's the way it is. Sexual temptation does come very strong with waves, but... You know, it does subside. It does subside. Yeah. Well, wonderful encouragement, Philip. Great suggestions. Appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I'm sure that it's touching listeners' lives and giving them great ideas about what to deal, what to do when dealing with sexual temptation. And that's what we're focused on here in the inner life today, and with our spiritual director, Father Eric Nielsen. Uh, let's now go to Maria, who's calling in from Los Angeles. Maria, welcome to the inner life. Thanks for calling. 
Good morning. Thank you for answering my call. I was um, I was talk I was thinking right now after listening to the other caller, and uh, I I just feel so blessed because unfortunately a lot of people think that women are not oppressed by this sexual sexual sin, but we sometimes are more. I've been I was dealing with this um, since uh, probably was eight years old, nine nine years old. I was exposed to pornography by my father and without him knowing that I was watching and um, for over 30 years I didn't know what to do so I kept going to confession over and over until one day I talked to a priest and he told me something without me asking him what to do he said next time this temptation comes just say a, a, a small exorcism prayer and he said say in, um, evil spirit of lust in the name of Jesus Christ go to the foot of, I rebuke you go to the foot of the cross and that small little prayer I memorized it and I said it every single day for so long and then later another prayer came to my mind I had no idea it was a prayer and I started saying Lord Jesus Christ another living God have mercy on me a sinner and these two combination it was like and like God was healing me from inside, and and like not, I mean, of course, I'm human. Sometimes, you know, I thought, think about that stuff, but it's like God helps me. Like now, it's more like, don't worry, I'm okay with you, and and I pray to Him, and and it's it goes away. But women, we are attacked. I think a little bit more than men, because it's like, I don't know, it just feels so. Like very under the under the table, little by little, and um, it's hard. I think I'm free. I believe from all this. Thank you, Maria. Yeah, I mean that's that's sometimes a little bit more shame involved with women, as Maria points out, because they're not supposed to be addicted to this, but their rates are almost as high these days as um, as uh, men. So, um, and then she just you know kind of. Shows again our point, you know, she just, she kept praying and praying and she learned a prayer and then another prayer helped and, you know, eventually she's over it. Right. So that should just give us, uh, you know, all you listeners out there, just, you know, real encouragement. You know, there's a God that loves you, God who cares for you, and he'll give you the grace. Just, just don't give up. I really appreciate that too, Maria. You know, and all these callers, Father, as I'm listening to all of these different prayers that they're giving and, uh, yeah, evil spirit of lust, go to the foot of the cross, you know, be gone. I... Another great prayer that you can pull out in, in fate when facing sexual temptation. But there's really an arsenal of prayers that we have that uh, can can help. And if one doesn't seem to be doing it for you, you know, reach for the next one and see see what you can do with uh, with that one and how the Lord answers those prayers too. So Maria, thank you for that. Appreciate your call. Let's go now to Kathleen, who's calling in from San Francisco. Kathleen, welcome to the Inner Life. Thanks for calling in. Thank you very much, and thank you for covering this topic. I want to ask, how can one um, fight against the, uh, if it feels really good, how do you learn to hate it? That's my question. Yeah, that's a great question, Kathleen. And and that's really, if you will, even that's the root of the problem. At the root of the problem is just, there's this, as as, uh, Patrick pointed out in the beginning, when he saw that uh, centerfold open up to him, it repulsed him, he didn't like it, but yet there is a piece of him that found it intriguing 
and that he was attracted to. And we're just hardwired to want to have a baby. You know, that's just in us. You know, whether we want a baby or not, that's part of our biology is to move in that direction. And so there's just a, um, you know, there's a pleasurable aspect of that that has a little bit of a hold on us. And that doesn't go away. And that's why we just got to beg God for that grace and um, just ask for that grace to be able to have that deep, deep weed pulled out from underneath us. And so that we can lose our, you know, our desire for it and our attraction to it. And most of the call, all the callers that called in who said they'd overcome this, there wasn't, there wasn't a magic bullet. You know, it's just, they didn't like, oh, I just did this and, you know, I was good to go. You know, they talked about their struggle and they kept going to confession and little by little that, that, you know, they pulled that weed out of them. And so that's, you know, that's, I think, what we have to do. We just have to realize it's, it's, it's a tough weed to get out and we've got to go to the very bottom of our soul. Lord, just cure me of this, this uh, desire for this. I want this to be gone. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we can look to it, you know, if you just kind of study the evils of pornography and how the people that get involved in it are abused and um, a lot of them are, you know, rape victims and, you know, human trafficking and, you know, all the dirt that goes along with that and the marriages that get broken up and all the sadness that comes about because of infidelity. You know, there, there's a lot to be meditated on there as far as the evils of this thing. But yeah. the very root, you know, there's a desire there very close to wanting to have a chicken sandwich. And it's, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to overcome that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe so. Right. Yeah. It is a good question, Kathleen. Thank you for that. And uh, I love the image father of this, this weed that has very deep roots. You know, this isn't something we can just grab the base of and yank out of there, but we got to get out the, not just the garden spade, but we got to get out the shovel, right. And start digging and, and uh, yeah, enter into it with the Lord and his, his power, his provision, his protection that he offers. So you know, and yeah, again, but, and if you and just and yeah, so if you please. just keep cutting off the flower too, whenever it comes up, you yeah. cut off that flower. It's 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 gonna it's gonna die over time. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's so, a that's a great don't point. water yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> don't water it. I think that's 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 the advice right there. Don't water it. <laughs> that's very yeah. good, Father. I love it. Well, Father Eric Nielsen is our spiritual director today. We've been talking about sexual temptation, what to do in the face of sexual temptation. And if you missed any part of the show, of course, you can go back and listen to it again at the show page at RelevantRadio.com. But the time has now come, Father, that uh, we would ask for your blessing, please. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we ask you to send on all of our listeners the desire to know deep in their hearts the beauty of human sexuality and your design for men and women in regards to this. And that you give us all the ability to reject temptation in order that we too may love as you have created us to love. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father. Appreciate it always when you're on the program. And uh, yeah, some great ideas in there. Again, if you missed it, go back and listen. RelevantRadio.com and our show page there. Coming up next, we've got, of course, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, so stay tuned to Relevant Radio for that. And then tomorrow here on The Inner Life, we're going to be talking about dealing with anger. Um, is anger something that rises up regularly in your life? How to deal with it? That's what we're going to cover next time. I'm grateful that you joined us this time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, grace and peace. <laughs>